let's talk about it. And welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaming and everything in its orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim. So let's get into it. Today we're joined by a special guest. You know them, you love them. A return guest. We have Abe. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Ah. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Joining ah. us for round two. Oh my goodness, Abe, my pussy has hit the cunting fucking floor. How the fuck are you, babe? I am so good. I, it feels so nice to see you guys again on camera. It's been a long time. Oh, babe. It's been a really long time. Oh, yeah. Clarification point uh, for the listeners who may not be aware at this point. We record everything on Zoom so you can hear us. You can't see us. That's uh, right. So allow me to describe Abraham for you now. He is, in <laughs> fact, butt naked um, and covered in uh queen royal jelly. He And, he, and he's just making sl- uh, just slow soapy circles over his buxious bosoms and just sort of moaning softly like you can't hear it because i'm a master editor you can't hear this but he's moaning softly into the camera you know just sort of going like uh-huh. <laughs> i need you all to know that i'm not going to be able to clean this world jelly off of me for the next three days so <laughs> you you will you will see me in this jelly in the next few days on social media <laughs> We, we are, in fact, ready for this jelly for the next three <laughs> days. We are. <laughs> uh, what are we going to do with you? <laughs> this is the dangerous combination. My skill set is uh, <laughs> derailing this podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm just I'm just I'm just destined to be like the Ricky Ricardo to your Lucy, aren't I? <laughs> I see it. I definitely see it. <laughs> yeah. This is the insanity, and Tim is just constantly sat there going. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose in fairness, I'm more like the Ethel to your Lucy. Like I've never seen any of these older shows, but I always envision you like, and maybe this is a more modern reference, but it's more like Ab Fab. I'm Eddie, and you are my Patsy. I know. Like, you're my slightly older friend with your, like, tower of, like, bleached blonde Ivanka Trump hair. <laughs> uh, I would never rock a beehive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think you could probably rock it. I, think I would rock never a rock a beehive. In fact, speaking of, have you seen, there was this meme that I swear, I just, I started laughing hysterically when I saw it. It was like when man buns get out of control and it was this just gigantic man bun that was all built up on this guy's head. And someone said, this isn't a man bun. This is a he hive. <laughs> <laughs> Rika O'Hara found scalps. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. So, Timbo, what are yes. we talking about today? Today we are talking about sounds and scents. Uh basically what amounts to scent play, which I will admit I am not that familiar with. I mean, it, it it's probably one of the more like in in my mind I've always kind of visualized it as like a very sensual and intimate uh approach to gaining elements. Uh, because it's more, well, maybe it's different for everyone, but like I envision it's things to do with like body mask, uh, to some degree, odor and stench. I think some people are into, you know, there's gaseous elements with belching and farting and stomach gurgling noises. So I I think there's actually quite a, quite a broad tapestry of, of things there so you know i mean i can i can definitely get into the the musk thing because i am a pit pig but um that's about as far as it goes i mean listen you know we we've all got our own flavors and preferences don't we so hey first question like how how do you think you would define kind of roughly things like scent play you know things like belching and farting it is very hard to define. It is definitely something a little bit more intimate, I feel like. Um, so you, you hit that right on the head. Um, for the thing with things involving your, your like senses is that just like how everyone's senses is very individual, 
it's the exact same thing when it comes to things like kink and sex. So some people I know like simply when it comes to musk and not things like farting or belching. Some people will only like farting and belching and not musk. You know, it's very individual as to, as to how, how it is. Um, certain people like the idea of the like the the dominance behind it, you know, it's like, this is, I'm smelling you, like, you know what I mean? Or, mm. or you're making me smell you, that kind of thing. So yeah, like, it's, it's all very individual. You know, some people do like the, the dominance aspect of it, other people like the fact that it's an intimate situation that's happening, you're sharing in that moment together. So it's, it really, really depends. But in general, it is a power play that's happening, you know? I can understand that and respect, like, um, again, with the Musk thing, because uh, there's just something about that. I don't know. I mean, you know how they say, oh, you can't smell pheromones, but I swear to God, I feel like I almost can. You absolutely can. Well, because I remember there was this one guy that I would see a lot at the leather bar and he was not a fan of deodorant, which didn't bother me because I like the scent of a man and I could clock him from across the room and like that scent would waft up to me. And all of a sudden it was like, my body would heat up and be like, ah, and I just start following him around. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. You know, it's, it's funny when I think of scent, you know, it's like, there are parts of a man's body that I like, like when it's, you know, uh, musky, not a fan of, you know, like I'm not a fan of a musky butt. I'm not a fan of musky balls, like that kind of region. Yeah. That, that, same here. You know, but again, me personally, it's like I I want that nice and like cotton field fresh. You know what I mean? I want you to rinse that, you know, with a little little towelette. But for me, the pits, the armpits, whoo, baby. Like, and, and, and that's another thing. Like, I know that I've definitely been with guys where like all you're doing is like background is skinnier, mind you, like laying on top of them and like kind of like nuzzling into them and like obviously getting like a good whiff. And like it would it would always line up if I didn't like the guy's scent. I just thought he was an asshole. And if I love that guy's scent, I was like pining for him on Grinder afterwards. It was like I just want this man to come back into my bed, you know. So I think there is something very homely about that, you know. And maybe to take it in a bit of a uh, strange direction, or maybe not, you know. Maybe there's an element of like referring back to the parent with that. Because when you think about it, like when you're a child, like you're theoretically being breastfed or bottle fed, you're being cradled by the parents, your head is in the crook of the arm and probably leaning into the pit. You're probably getting a whiff and a scent of like what your parent smells like. So there probably is something very familial, uh, very, we come back to this point, very territorial, uh, intimate, uh, and therefore sensual and romantic as well about that. So what I have heard online is that if for, for a lot of people, when they smell like the sweat of their family members, right? Like your siblings or your parents, mm-hmm. whatever, that's not attractive. That's like a lot of people are like really ad- adverse to smelling your own family member sweat for obvious reasons. Um, apparently, I'm no scientist. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just repeating what I've heard. That is like evolutionarily on purpose. So if you were repulsed by someone else's smell, there's a higher likelihood that like you guys are more genetically related than someone who smells you do enjoy, allegedly. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, that's why I didn't fuck that dolphin that one time, you know, because I just smelled (laughs) sweat and I was like, "Mm, no, it's too much. Well, I I mean, and from like an evolutionary standpoint, that makes sense that you would be adverse to that because obviously mating is what it's related to on some level and you wouldn't want to mate with a sibling because of not just yeah but because you know any offspring could carry deformities so it makes sense that that's like a primal uh holdover from you know when we were more tribal i guess also who is out here saying that they can't smell pheromones who's out here saying that they cannot like with their fucking stuffed nose you know is it the English? Is that why their food is so bland? Like, I don't understand. Like, is that is that where this comes from? Well, scientists say that pheromones are subliminal, that you don't, you cannot smell something and say, oh, I catch the whiff of their pheromones. Like, right. it's supposed to be all, like, un, untraceable by your actual ol- olfactory nerves, but, like, right. 
subliminally it's hitting you. I don't know. I, I'm not a scientist. I mean, just because you can't smell the actual pheromone doesn't mean that you can't recognize what you enjoy when you do smell someone else, mm. right? So like maybe there's a connection there. I don't know. I'm not a scientist either. <laughs> uh, neither am I. However, we are not a podcast that relies on fact and information. We are only here to spread <laughs> lies and conjecture. That's true. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're a speculative only podcast only. Exactly. And, and isn't that like where most of the fun comes in anyway, is just like spreading lies, <laughs> just slanderous lies about people. <laughs> no, no, we are informative, damn it. But this I think is interesting because obviously we've all kind of expressed we exist at different points on this spectrum of appreciation, shall we say, for scent and the intimacy there within. And we can all kind of recognize almost the exact same attraction and method of of assessment and things that we like in that thing when it comes to how we apply it to other individuals. So I, I find that really interesting, almost that there's maybe limited ways to do it, but 101 different ways to experience it, which is kind of crazy. Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. What do you think sets uh, someone who's into things like uh, stomach noises, scent play, belching, farting. What do you think sets that type of gainer apart from other gainers? I, it really depends how much you're into it, if that makes sense. So right. um, I think like scent, scent play and sound play are united in the fact that they both relate to your physical senses and how you use them, as does anything else really that involves kink and your body, right? You're using senses to find pleasure in what you're doing. Um, those things can be together or they can be separate. I know people who, like I said, like all the sense stuff, but not the sound stuff. People right. like the sound stuff and not the sense stuff. Um, what sets, I think, a person apart within the fetish world in that environment um, as relating to gaining is if that's incorporated in the gaining either at all or passively or actively. Um, mm. I, I know people who love the idea of like feeding and stuffing and eating a lot of food and being really big and all this, but hate the idea of like belching. They don't like it. They actively avoid doing it. I know other people who are okay with it passively as in like, oh, it's cute. Like you finished a meal, whatever. And there's people where that's all that matters. So it really depends where you are on that spectrum, mm. how your, even like how the way that you gain and interact with weight gain can change, if that makes sense. Mm. No, I mean, that makes, more about that. that makes perfect sense. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's almost, you can see the immediacy of certain things, like someone who's really into uh, belching will we'll probably have a lot of fizzy drinks, a lot of soda. Right, exactly. We'll encourage that, someone who's into farting is probably going to have a lot of you know to be stereotypical spicy foods and things that yeah. will try and like encourage certain uh, responses um and i would imagine for like a gurgly stomach you'd want to have something very greasy yes because you know i know from my experience that's usually when i hear the the old tank like it's usually when there's a lot of a lot of excess oil <laughs> happening under the mix <laughs> it all it all like even a small thing like that could just change the entire experience of how you interact with the guinea community at all in general mm. so. i mean i think it's again one of those things where like maybe for some gainers they're only dipping a toe into it they're only like oh it's just a casual thing who cares whatever it's not make or break but actually there could very well be an entire community much like gaining itself around belching and farting oh, and playing yeah. itself where gaining is the ironic dip a toe crossover so uh, yeah i kind of love that it's almost like like marvel's multiverse theory you know like in another reality where the where the sort of casual like side kink that people are like some people are into this some people are not like blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> we've talked about this before but like the, the like map of kinks in like that that like world map of kinks yes some of them are just really adjacent and depending on where you live on that map you'll see the other ones across the street but you won't really interact with them as much that's really how it feels like yeah. that's a hundred percent i feel like i i think everyone we've shown that map to has also found it so fascinating to kind of like trace things along and be like who do we 
link up with yeah. like in the spectrum of sexuality like where, where do we fit and to be honest i i probably found, found it so fascinating that gaining and size and macro and all of these things really took up like a solid quarter of the entire map to the point where i was like we sit here and we're like oh oh we're, we're so strange and weird without gaining fascination how could anyone in the world possibly understand us and yet apparently one in four kinksters is in some way shape or form a kink cousin who probably oh, yeah. if you sat down with them and explained gaining they'd be like oh i get that mm-hmm. that's not so different um, kinky cousins <laughs> kinky cousins so it's only kinky if you fuck your cousins. Oh, uh. <laughs> uh, so I can absolutely talk about that with regards to myself as well, because like I've definitely yeah. seen a lot more, like how those environments, how those kinks cross over um, in in many different ways. So I am very into melting. Um, I'm very very open about it. Um, and uh, and it, 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 it's it's interesting how like I'll make content like online and stuff, and the people that will comment are either people coming in specifically looking for like belching content. There's a whole community online specifically just for belching, right? Um, and the, then occasionally like they'll be like, "Oh, you're also gainer. Okay, cool. Not not what I'm into, but sure." On the other hand, <laughs> there's the gaining community, and that happens the opposite way it's like oh you're also into this okay cool i'm not into that but you know i like what, what you're blah, blah, blah. and it's really interesting seeing like how that crosses over so frequently and yet it feels so separate i'm gonna ask can you belch on command i can that's almost all i ever do <laughs> can you give us a sample yes i definitely can give me a second i, I gotta have some water because my throat's dry Ladies and gentlemen, she's lubricating. She's, it's, it's sort of like, I, I feel like I'm a presenter at the Olympics where I'm like, and yes, and she's stretching. And we're getting ready for the final hurdle. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, girl, even, even the fact that like it tapered away, but I'm sitting here like, oh no, you were like three times the distance from your microphone. And that's, I was, like, yeah. I, I also have to have to make the comment that, that was fairly small compared to what I usually do. <laughs> sure. So. sure all. Oh my God. I'm always really? fascinated by people who can control their diaphragm to that extent. Like I can't do that, you know? And I know that's really what it is, is like being able to control your diaphragm. And I can't, to, you know, being, being a part of the gainer fetish and having been fed by people, like there are people who expect me to be able to burp on command just yeah. to satisfy them. And I'm like, it's just going to come when it comes. I cannot control it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I think we, we, we circle back to expectations in gainer interactions a fair bit. And I feel like the more we talk about it, the more obvious it becomes where we, we just sit here and it's like, just... I can stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's here's our episodic uh, a segue where we have a segment where James goes, stop putting pressure on people to perform your monkeys. Just right. sit down, have a coffee. Don't even have a beer. Meet for a coffee like a normal human, and get to know them before you start projecting your shit. Like just dial it back. If you want something, sexually or otherwise. There has to be a conversation. Mm. This is what I'm into. This is what I want. If someone else can't satisfy that for you, either find another person or find another way to have that conversation and cooperate in making the experience enjoyable. But do not force other people to do something they're not comfortable with. That's, yeah. Absolutely. Again, I circle back to the dolphin experience. You know, things didn't work out and and we move. Abe, your face. (laughs) I'm bringing up a fucking dolphin. Okay, also, here's here's the thing. I'm Australian, and therefore, my humour is, you know, some people say, like, a British sarcasm is like a dry white wine. I think I would refer to, like, Antipodean sarcastic humour as, like, sand. (laughs) Just, like, that's how fucking dry it is. And (laughs) I feel like I make these jokes because, listeners, the dolphin situation is a joke. And in my mind, that's clearly a joke. And yet I've had people approach me 
about certain things that I say with a tone that conveys the idea that they didn't know that I was joking. And I have to sit there and go, I was being humorous doll. (laughs) And I just, it's, yeah, I I can never talk to, I can never have a joke with those people because I'm just looking at them going, no, anything I say is just going to go right over your head, pop it. It's not going to. It's not, yeah. it's not going to pan out for us. No, <laughs> it's not going to work. If it helps, if it helps, your sense of humor is very similar to a lot of Latin American sense of humor. So if you ever learn Spanish, you would be a hit in Latin America. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've had this conversation as well. Yeah, several times. The conversation about like, like you talk about like your Latin, and I'm like, am I actually Latin? Am I, <laughs> am I, am I actually a Latinx person? I think so. I'm just separated from the continent i must return to my people because honestly uh, while we all understand the appeal of a big round belly is the appeal of these kings maybe related to the consumption of food and the result of that process is the appeal of like the kings that we mentioned before like belching and farting and all the stuff yes Hmm. okay which almost Uh, seems a bit like self-explanatory but i think maybe in this instance it's kind of probing more the sense of like the goal of the gaining interaction like the goal of a feeding session for many gainers is to wind up the sensation of feeling full and to have potentially gained weight because of the calories of what they've consumed you know the output at the end of it is oh i have walked away fatter whereas perhaps is the intention of someone whose focus scent, sound, belching, farting, simply to make it happen. Right. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel qualified to, to answer this because I've been on both kinds of situations where, like, I've, I've met with people um, specifically for, like, a gaming experience to find the enjoyment, um, sexual or otherwise, in the experience of feeling full, feeling fatter, feeling larger, bigger, all of that. Um, and as enjoyable as that is, that is very different from the experience I have if I'm like loading on purpose or loading specifically because someone wants to hear me a belch or something, um, where the appeal of the big round belly signifies something else. You know, mm-hmm. like if you are stuffing yourself, eating, gaining on purpose, that being the main event, so to say, um, the appeal is the fact that you're gaining mass, you're being larger in that way. Um, in something along the lines of say like bloating to belch or something like that that appeal is that like you're full of it and like you're going to let it out and it's going to be loud and strong and like boisterous and that's the appeal um so it's the same body part same kind of dynamic but different thought behind it in a way so yeah. you know makes a lot of sense so we we've kind of touched on it a little bit but I actually kind of want to give it a very specific uh, platform right here on this episode, farting. Because, and you know, we, we were talking about this before we started recording, you know, it's probably in the spectrum of like all gainer concepts we're ever going to cross, it's probably one of the more taboo ones where people will feel they don't want to have to listen to this subject or talk about this subject in depth. And of course, we don't have to labor on it, but I think the simple fact that we had that conversation and we can acknowledge there's a sense of discomfort there, I think proves the point that there therefore needs to be a very specific platform given for it. So I want to open up the floor to you for this opportunity. Farting. Discuss. (laughs) Thank you. Um, It is. So I've met up, I've talked with a lot of people about different kinds of kinks, especially those involving like sounds and sense and all that stuff. Um, Belching is always a kink that most people are kind of okay with. Like if it happens, it happens, like whatever. Farting is very much, if you mention it, I don't want to deal with it. I have had people who I know are very much into farting ask other people, hey, can this be a thing that we do? And the reaction isn't just oh no thank you I'm not into that it's hell no I'm not doing this this is weird which is interesting considering the fact that we're all into whatever we're into it's it really isn't anything weird that we're all into like we're all into our own shit right Mm -hmm. um and I think it is that like 
there is that taboo of like just general farting in society. Yeah. You know, um, that seeps itself into um, gaming. Uh, I, I, I know people who who are into farting in conjunction with everything else that we pretty much see it as like the, the, the like unifying thing when it comes to like sloppiness, you know, to being like fat and lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of gainers that can be part of the fantasy or like part of like the actual moment that's happening. For some, uh, that is not what they want at all. And they see that as that connection and they don't want to, to, to like discuss it and they'll sometimes ostracize other people, you know, for it. So that's kind of, how most people see it. Um, personally, I'm the kind of person that like, I, it's not necessarily my largest fetish. <laughs> However, I am very good at it because you just heard how it melts. The same thing happens in the back. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So um, I am very much here for pleasing others. Um, it's not a thing of j- judgment for me necessarily, but I have felt it from other people who have seen my content and they're like, oh yeah, this is a thing that you do. Why? And it's like, there doesn't need to be a reason because we're all into shit, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, it's definitely very stigmatized. It makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I reflect on my own, you know, maybe this will sound weird, my own journey with farting. Like I can reflect on being pre-gains, the kind of size where, look, I'll put it out there, my ass cheeks were nothing to look at truly. And I would often drop my guts without even noticing. There was no sound. There was no scent. There was no nothing. It would just kind of happen. I'd be like, oh, little, like someone like raked the leaves. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> like, like who's like who's raking the leaves at like four in the morning like that's kind of the kind of the vibe if you can imagine it but um you know obviously as i've grown my ass has become more substantial you know and the weight of them they sit together so when you fart yeah they have to push apart that's what makes the brrr sound it happens um and also you know sometimes the scent sometimes those elements based on what is going on in my diet and let's be frank the majority of us who are trying to gain weight are eating a lot of foods that typically speaking make what happens in that region a little bit more potent Mm -hmm. and as much as that may not be someone's du jour conversation i think it would be remiss of us to miss out on acknowledging that because we whether we're trying to achieve it intentionally or not we are doing that to ourselves as a result of the natural gaining process um and i don't know as i say i think it's one of those things where when i reflect on it it isn't my thing but i do find it curious the kind of biases that we hold on to and maybe there's a question of where it comes from and what it represents for us and maybe signposts to something we can challenge ourselves on as a community. Just to just to say that. Um, Timbo, what about you? You know, full disclosure, I don't know how much I can add to the conversation. Um, it's <laughs> kind of my kryptonite, really. Um, there is a certain line of things that I just don't cross, and that's one of them. Uh, you know, no judgment whatsoever. If it's what you're into, it's what you're into. You can't help that. But it, like for me, it's just, it's not my bag. It's not my bag. Um, you know, uh, like if we circle back around to the belching thing, you know, something I've noticed about myself is the older I'm getting, like, you know, no one tells you that after you hit 30, you start to develop all kinds of health problems. But, you know, like I'm, I, I think I have GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disorder, because I can have a completely empty stomach and I will still belch, you know, and I think it's because it has to do with like, I think it's, I should know this actually as a medical professional, but I'm forgetting it's something to do with the, um, the stomach sphincter and the proton pump and how they start to malfunction and you, you know, belch, even if you have an empty stomach, which is super annoying, like to just be you know first thing you get up in the morning and you're trying to go through your morning routine and you keep belching and you're like what the fuck and then you're like oh shit i forgot to take my prilosec but (laughs) 
but the opposite end of things, um, uh, everything that comes out the backside is is a sort of no go for me. But again, I think that's fair. It it comes down to uh, consent and and respect in the conversation as well. Of course, one hundred percent. It all comes down to respecting consent. Hmm. Also, quick quick aside, Tim, I also have girl. <laughs> Oh, you do? I've had it for years since I was like a teenager. Oh, like, okay. So you, oh, so you had it like way before, because I only recently developed it after, ter- I was about 35 when it happened. Mm. Abe's I, was also, I was about to say, Ava's confessing he was 35 years old in high school. He, <laughs> all, all the truth however, coming out now. However, I did have sleep apnea long before I gained weight. I had sleep apnea as a teenager I did and too. didn't know it. <laughs> Well, and I didn't know that because like you're a teenager, you're like no one, no one like your parents aren't walking into a room, shaking you away going, hey, you right. stop breathing. You know, um, it wasn't until I was 25 and my ex-husband was complaining of you stop breathing in your sleep. You need to go get, have something done about that. That I went and did the sleep study. Exact same thing happened to me too, Tim. We're the same person. <laughs> Do these subgroups relate to a larger odoriferous fetish they can yes i think um especially when it comes to okay so most of the people that i've met that are into the culture because that's not my thing um aren't really into the odor as much as the sound the sound is mostly what people are into um when it comes to farting that is definitely much more of the odor and i feel like that does fall into like scent play specifically um in in, in a lot of ways, very similar to uh, like smelling armpits and all that stuff, except much more taboo in general society, if you right. if you will, you know? So, yeah, I would say they definitely, you know, they definitely relate to, to, to a larger large community that may be there. Hmm. I'm kind of curious, because we haven't really spoken too much on the sound element. Like, obviously, there's belching and fighting, like, you hear it, but let's say specifically things like stomach noises i feel like i personally have mostly heard the concept of stomach noises being spoken of in conjunction with vore yes so in yeah. the fantasy the person or beast whatever the situation is has been consumed the stomach gurgle noises are either the person being digested or it's them struggling to get out but it's just coming out as gurgle noises righty rah like that tends to be where I mostly hear about it. Do you find that it's mostly an accompaniment to something like four or just like with scent play and everything else, is it that same kind of ironic crossover where maybe in the gaining war side of things, it's a little element, but actually there's a whole huge contingency over here who's like a little bit into war. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah they're like neighbors on the map i feel like when it comes to gaining I, i've met people who who are into like stomach sounds and gurgling and all that stuff that want absolutely nothing to do with war like they will feed you and they will stuff you specifically to hear your stomach right which i'm here for like i love that shit definitely and then there are people that are into war that the idea of stomach noises are directly related to like eating someone and like ha- having them be in you. Um, and there comes the, the like power play into it, right? Like you are large enough, you are dominant enough to eat someone and you can hear them struggling inside you. That's, uh, that's where that comes into play. It's, um, I can see the appeal 100%, you know, 100%. Totally. It's, it's also, I do want to say, it's very nice to just hear a stomach do its shit, like, after a big meal. I, I've always been fascinated by, like, sloshing. Like, not as, like, a, a kink per se. But certainly, like, if I've had a lot to drink, like, if I've had, like, several cups of coffee, several cups of tea, and it's just full of, like, milk and sugar and calories, and there's something like just being able to lay back and, like, just gently jiggle yeah. really about and just hearing it all kind of go and i don't know there's almost this weird like i've become the waterbed like i love that i don't know it's 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 interesting it's interesting and i think in conjunction with discovering how your body does new things as you grow right it's things that you wouldn't normally discover things that you like i've said this before about my earlobes 
like I used to have ears where the earlobe would go straight down, but now they flare out because of the fatty deposit at the back of the ear that pushes it out. I got fat earlobes, girl. Got fat earlobes, girl. Got fat earlobes, girl. <clears throat> That's when you know you're fat, when you've got fat earlobes. Hey, Abraham, may I please see your earlobes so I can see if they are fat? My earlobes are, in fact, very fat. Actually, when I got my ears pierced, my piercer did tell me that my earlobes were larger than usual. So <laughs> it was going to be a little bit harder. To, yeah. Your earlobes are literally fucking obese. Put the fucking fork down <laughs> and stop feeding those fucking earlobes, you fat fuck. God. Uh. Exactly what she said. Then I was like, no. <laughs> Pierce them. <laughs> Exactly, and then you were just like shoving food into your earlobe. Right, eat my little precious eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my god! Maybe that should be the milestone for determining your weight gain. If you got earlobes, fat earlobes. I don't know. People go on about inches on the waistline, <laughs> with numbers on a scale. Like, wouldn't it be fun just to sort of throw all that out and say, "Not nah, earlobes." I do have to say, I, I I like the terminology you use for yourself as you feel like a waterbed. I think I'm gonna start describing myself like a waterbed. Oh, you definitely are. Because as someone <laughs> who got the delicious pleasure of having a slight opportunity to, you know, just me, 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 that one time, uh, that was truly wonderful. The Lord blessed me that day. It was glorious. I so appreciate you saying that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so hang on. If you're a waterbed, the new, like, grinder profile, you have to set it up like an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> so funny god oh my gosh no but you do oh okay okay i'm going to on grinder yeah yeah i absolutely that's, will do that that's 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 it that's the new marketing boy we're done <laughs> we're done here cut the podcast we're, we're now doing <laughs> marketing brand for <laughs> for gainers on grinder <laughs> um i'm curious to know and look i feel like this may be a bit of an obvious question but you know we've got to put it out there for the children can you think of examples of belching, farting, scent play, stomach noises in mainstream media, especially 90s cartoons? How much time you got? There's so, <laughs> there's, there is so much of it that I'm sure each one of us individually could recall. There's so much of it. I mean, the 90s were really, it was really the era of gross out humor. Yeah. That was really kind of a thing for kids it was like the grosser something was, the funnier it was. Like that was the decade that gave us Nickelodeon slime and yeah. uh, Gak, you know, which was another like putty gross thing. And it gave us like creepy crawlies, those mm -hmm. like um, gummy bugs that you could create and Ren and Stimpy, like basically anything that was on that show. Who was that chick who her whole her whole thing was like wearing like overalls? She had a cap on backwards, and she could like melt herself and go under doorways. Oh, um, Alex Mack. I was thinking like Alex Jones, but no, it was Alex Mack. That's the yeah. one. Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. No, no, it is Alex Jones. Again, we're all about uh, conspiracy <laughs> here on the podcast. We're, we're false information. <laughs> Exactly. False, and false information. It was Alex Jones. It was always Alex Jones. So I have an interesting experience as to that I'm technically like a Zillennial, whatever the fuck that means. So I was born in 94. So I experienced the latter part of the 90s, especially in a third world country where we were already five years behind. Um, and Same. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Australia is a third world country. Um, no, Australia is about five to ten years behind the world, and then Perth, where I've grown up, is about five to ten years behind Australia. That um, I believe. That I believe it's Perth. That yeah. I believe. Um, so I saw some of the 90s media on, on TV, mostly in Spanish, but, but a lot of the media that I grew up with really came towards like the tail end of the 90s and the early 2000s. And even then, uh, Pearl's Out Humor was still very, very popular. I remember Ed and Nettie had several episodes where like belching and farting were involved. Um, good God, for, for a lot of people that, that are into belching, the Scooby-Doo movie was like a click moment. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. The fucking Scooby-Doo moment. Like Shaggy and Scooby in general. Shaggy like, and Scooby. Are you talking about the animated movies or are you the, talking the about live the, the live action Scooby-Doo okay. movie with like uh, Fred Prince Jr. Yeah. Yeah, um, that whole thing of it. Yeah, so like the, the, that's another example that like 
a lot of people have talked about in the past. Uh, just like 90s cartoons, early 2000s cartoons in general had a lot of that. Um, we actually spoke about this on an episode where we reviewed Charlie, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, sorry. Uh, yeah, because also. Obviously, and this was kind of the summation of the episode, obviously Violet Beauregard and the Blueberry Fetish was literally born out of this girl. But then we were like, actually, every child kind of touches on a gain of thing. Because Mm -hmm. Augustus Gloop was literally so fat, he got stuck in a pipe. Uh, Again, Violet Beauregard, Blueberry. Uh, The middle one was meant to be Charlie. And that is where the belching comes in because it was the, the, the bubbly lifting drink. Busy lifting yep. drink, and the only way they could sleep <clears throat> was by burping and belching. And I think they squeezed a, a fart sound effect in there as well. But you know, like that was the idea. Like they would belch to, to get down. Baruch Assault being uh, just greedy, greedy, bratty little girl. And then Mike TV, micro macro. Right. Because he literally gets shrunk down to the, you know, whatever, whatever size they said he was. That's so it's true. But it's interesting that, you know, those elements have really been there since, like, it was 50 years ago this year mm-hmm. with Wonka, that's why we did the special episode. So, you know, 50 years, people have been pumping out ideas into mainstream media. Like, the most, I will say sexy in reference to this particular farting moment was in the Santa Claus because I think for a lot of us, that's where the inception fucking happened. And it's the morning that he wakes up, he sits on his bed, like he farts as he gets up. And it's that kind of like burp and shuffle off to the yeah. the, the bathroom. And he goes, oh, the beard's coming. He's like, he's jiggling his belly and like stepping on the scale. And it's, it's kind of this cacophony of realizing that his body is changing. And I think that's where that kind of almost sexiness comes into it that mm-hmm. it was very unintentional and he he didn't know what was going on very that um, yeah yeah absolutely oh, uh, there's a show i'm not sure if you guys have heard of it maybe you have i don't know how old it is thing came out Let me just check really quickly when did this show come out this show came out in 2001 uh totally spies do y'all remember yes. that show yeah, I remember hearing, I mean, like, I, I'd seen bits and pieces, but never actually sat down to watch it. Because right. there was a weight gain episode in Totally Oh, Spies. listen, the French, the fucking French, every single episode in the show is a kink. Mm. There was a farting and belching episode in, in, in the show itself. There was a weight gain episode. There was a macro and a micro episode, separate episodes. There was also a muscle gain episode yes. specifically where like the one, I forget her name. I think they drew her to be the brown or Asian. Yeah, uh, not Sam, Alex, Alex. <laughs> I used to love the show. Oh my, it was Sam, Alex, and I can see Clover. her. That's the one. Clover. But I remember like, I think she was dating a guy who was getting juiced up or something like that. She's like, I'm going to do this to go and save him. And then she does it. And she's like, that was like really crazy. Okay, Tim, we, we've got to add Totally Spies to your, uh, your immediate watch. It's, yeah, I think I was a little bit past the target age when that came out. Oh, that's fine. Girl, Winx Club. You know what I mean? It's like, you knew that you were a little faggot boy when you were like, Winx Club, I want to get into this very fucking bullshit. Like, oh, no, I knew I was a faggot when I got into She-Ra. Oh, oh my god, new She Ra. Oh, well, I'm talking about original She Ra, I'm talking about 1980s She Ra. <clears throat> okay, 1980s She Ra. Like, I, I, I watched a bit of that with you. I thought, like, that was way too much. Also, like, Boa's a white ginger with a porn stache and everything. Else. <laughs> like, I, I genuinely prefer him, like, as a brown, black, mixed race, whatever degree, uh, grade they were trying to go for, boy. Uh, looking adorable and like a little bit dumb. Yeah, he's kind of a himbo. Do you know what I mean? Like just a little. I was just like, I mean, I really like the new um, version of She-Ra, but you know, for me, like growing up, actually watching He-Man and She-Ra, and I just thought that She-Ra had a cooler transformation. You know, like she holds off, uh, holds aloft her sword, and all of a sudden, all this sparkles and glitter and fireworks come out, and (laughs) she gains like a a foot in height and like a foot in hair. And you know, she's just like this big Amazonian kind of, you know, and she, like her costume was really intricate. The headdress with the wings that came off of it. And I don't know. 
yeah, watching the He-Man remake, like that was okay. I know they've only released half of the first season so far, but I'm very like, uh, I don't know. I've yet to see it. I've yet to see the He-Man remake. It's, I, I saw the original one forever ago. I was really young, but yeah, it's it's not She-Ra. You know, I think she She-Ra is definitely yes, and I know that they're probably not going to make any more. Uh, but I would love it if they did. So you know, just saying, I could I could be a princess of power. <laughs> I could be a diversity hire. They don't have any gingers. I've noticed disgustingly racist of them. Uh, <laughs> you know, I could I could be somebody. I could, I could have flame powers. That's you could have flame powers. Is that a bit on the nose though? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but they made like the Inuit girl like have ice powers. So like I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fine. There is one more piece of media that I have to mention in regards to like weight gain and like belching specifically. Sam and Max. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. So Sam and if, Max. I didn't watch Sam and Max actually. I think that was a bit before my time. It started off as a comic book in the eighties. And then it became a, a cartoon. So it's a dog and a rabbit. The dog is like a, a detective. And the dog is very obviously a larger character. Um, There's this one episode that I remember where they were fighting like a like a monster that was also a TV dinner. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was and, like a moldy TV dinner yep. that had come to life. And at the end, he eats it. And like, he like gets really fat because it's this huge monster. And then at the end, he's like, my stomach hurts. And he like pelters. And it's this huge, like booming explosion. Um. I've also heard people mention that specific scene as like a childhood awakening of a fetish. They're like, oh my God, I'm into this. Also, uh, seems like an obvious one when I think about it, Homer Simpson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Homer Simpson just constantly like just, yeah. 100%. Oh my God. Um, Oh. What kind of role play scenarios exist these different kinks or is it less of a role play thing because again we've kind of touched on that conversation that there are these elements of being more sensual and intimate which not to say it can't be role play right but i think maybe lend itself to be more in the moment rather than a specific role play to enact the thing there are definitely i mean it's it's a lot like gaming and where like there are just moments you know as you're doing it, you're enjoying what's going on. Um, but there are definitely specific role play scenarios that involve things like belching or farting or stomach gurgling and all, all of that. Um, a lot of it does involve uh, the leading up to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've done role play where you're at a bar and you're just drinking um, and like you're. you're physically being larger you're physically like loading up with with like the carbonation the soda whatever and then going back to the apartment or the hotel room or the house whatever the fuck and just like letting loose that can be kind of a way of like role playing that and bringing all all that together Mm -hmm. um there is also more of like a like a like an environment specific or like a scenario specific thing where like you're the co-worker and the co-worker had a lot to eat and he's like farting a lot because like oh my god but he's not ashamed of it he's just doing it all the time and mm. like that you know that kind of thing also plays plays into it as well uh obviously if we're talking about like war that, that's absolutely role play you know so yeah. all, all of that it's not dissimilar from a lot of the gaming stuff but but it is very particular sometimes that makes sense and you know i think we 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 see plenty of examples of gainers being nitpicky about what they do and don't like uh and the sort of in some regards being a little bit unyielding on that which not that you should have to you know if it's your own desires like cool sure whatever but yeah it's always important that again like we keep saying whenever it comes to things like role play or anything else involving other people consent and communication conversation is fucking key it is so key so here's a question for you if i were interested in diddling my skittle to to some pawns shall we say of of that variety where would one go to find such content 
Well, you can find it on most honestly general porn sites, things like Visvid, Pornhub. If you want to even go on YouTube, you know how like, there's like YouTube gamer porn? There's yeah, things yeah. on YouTube, all of which I'm actually on. So oh. if you want to go on there and check out my shit, you definitely can. Oh my uh, goodness. Yeah. Not so, someone promoting their content on, on our podcast. We've never, never had such a... A, a flagrant use of, of airtime. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, liberty. So if you, so if you look up uh, Bear Growler, so Bear like the animal, Growler like the app, no relation. Um, anything under that name is all of my explicit content uh, involving things with sense and sounds for the most part. Um, you can also go on BearGrowler.com. That's the, the website that I use to share all the content I have. Or on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter as twitter.com slash bear growler as well. Um, wait, 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 like bear growler almost kind of feels like a. Yeah. So please, growler, don't sue me. And if you're listening to this, don't get the legal team to fucking sue me. Um, so essentially what happened is I needed a username for what was at the time, I believe, the beginning of my Pornhub page or something. Um right. And for some reason, the full word growler was not allowed. And then on Instagram, their growler with the E was also not allowed. So I just took away the E and hoped no one found out. And then I started making content that everyone knows. <laughs> so, so it was a complete accident. Um, absolutely no relation. Mm. But th- that is why that is how it is. Absolutely. But for more specific details, you will need to subscribe to uh, Abe's Patreon first in order to get the full <laughs> hyperlink uh, to those other addresses because a bitch deserves to make her coin first. Now, we do have a couple of listener questions for you if you're, if you're feeling up to it. Absolutely. So the first one here reads... I used to think my appreciation for this fetish was weird, but recently I'm meeting more and more people who are into it. Do you think more people are discovering the fetish or has it always been more common, just less spoken about? I think this has always been more common, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm remembering the first time I had any reaction or any kind of emotion towards um, kink or fetish specific thing when it comes to like belching or even just gaming in general. And I was young, I was super young. Um, like I remember being six years old knowing, oh, this feels weird. Why does that feel weird? And later, later on realizing, okay, this is what, was, was what it was. I feel like it's very much common and only recently because of the internet um, and the ability to look up things that you may not have known in the past, more and more people are discovering that this is a thing. Um, also just exposure I feel like more people that are online talking about, about it more people will also be like oh yeah this is exactly what I'm feeling you know what I mean I, I've talked to some people who have told me I did not think I was into this until I heard you and I was like oh shit this is hot I'm like cool I'm glad I helped you discover something about yourself you know like it almost kind of invites that idea of like I've, I've said before about my mother's cooking and thinking, oh, I thought I hated cake. I thought I hated certain food, but it just turns out my mother's shit cook. But because I had the opportunity to try it again, made by someone who knew what they were doing, I was able to then go, oh, turns out I like this. And so sometimes maybe someone just needs a good introduction to solid belching, farting, stomach noises and zen play for them to go, oh, I see the appeal. I see the appeal. And I enjoy the appeal. Well, other question here is, I'm personally not into the kink, but some of those I've encountered who are, are very insistent on integrating it. Mm -hmm. How do I best navigate this? We always want to focus on consent when it comes to this. I have met people who are very, very, very insistent in moments where even I don't want to do this. It's like, hey, I just kind of want to do anything else except this. Um, It's always, they should not be insisting, like there is like a limit there and knowing 
how consent applies in that situation is super important. Like I said in the past, yeah. uh, have that conversation. Like, what do you like? What can I do? And if I can't satisfy a thing that you need, then either we can cooperate on changing up the scene, changing up what we're doing, or you can find someone else. Same. But it's super important to stay grounded in what you feel comfortable doing and saying. Let no one tell you to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing. That's the main thing when it comes to anything involving kick. You know? That makes sense. That's also easier said than done. It's a hard conversation to have. Yeah, and you get caught up in the moment and right. feel how you feel. Right. It's, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it does take practice. Like anything else, having those hard conversations is a skill. But, um, you know, people get there in time. And I kind of want to ask you this, uh, where do you think it's all going? You know, I think a lot of us can appreciate that with the advent of things like TikTok and different mediums, you know, different kinks and fetishes are really getting their time in the sun. They're really getting showcased. And I don't necessarily think in a bad way. I think some of them are really getting a lot of good hype and people are really jumping on the bandwagon. Like, what do you see in the future for things like scent play and sound play? It's interesting. I do feel like more recently there has been like an uptick of knowledge of what that even is, you know? Like a lot of people, as much as they may not like to acknowledge it, they're aware that like these kinks exist. Um, so that's cool. Uh, I feel like the exposure that we're getting through like TikTok and even things like YouTube, um, Instagram even, I, I've seen some people post on Instagram knowing that it's a kink for other people, but, but like not saying it, but they know their audience. Um, it, w it will help more people find out what they're into, you know? Mm. Um, the exact same way of how I found out that I was into aiming, right? By seeing people eat and being like oh shit this is a thing that, that i really enjoy and they were enjoying themselves um so that's that exposure i also kind of worry about um you know just general hate and harassment that happens whenever yeah any kind of case uh is like brought into the mainstream like we've all received it <laughs> like everyone here in this in this call has received it you yes. know um and that definitely kind of sucks and it can be harmful, but I also think that the exposure can be in some ways good. So it's a double-edged sword in a lot of ways, because there's also the like employment thing too. Like if you are making content like this and an employer sees this and they have, at least here in the States, all right to like deny you employment. Because yeah. te technically it's like sexual cessation, you know, so. Right, yeah. I see. <clears throat> so double-edged sword. Hmm. Well, look, before we wrap things up, Tim, I just want to throw it to you briefly because I know you haven't, uh, I think, maybe had much. You, you kind of said before, you didn't necessarily feel like this was your episode to really speak. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I don't really have a dog in this fight. So, um, <laughs> and and I feel bad that, you know, the listeners haven't really heard much from me, but it's, I, I also, it's like, I'm not really sure what I can add to the conversation. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe that's an important point because I think people people have been saying to us, you know, like they'll come across certain episodes on the rotor and they'll go, oh, this thing. Well, I'm not going to listen to that one because it's not really of interest to me yeah. to, to listen about this. There will probably be people who will see the the title and go, oh, no, thank you, uh, which, you know, fair, you know, do do what you will. Yeah. But maybe, maybe I'd like to throw to you to say, like, as someone who doesn't have a dog in this fight as someone who isn't in the know like what is one thing that maybe you're most curious about when it comes to all of this i guess just um how how it develops you know how someone gets into it you know uh which i'm sure has the same impetus as every other fetish that a person gets into you're exposed to something at some point and part of your lizard brain becomes interested and before you know it it's a whole thing um, I guess just because, you know, uh, everyone who's listening to this podcast knows that I work in healthcare and I work almost exclusively with the elderly. So like a lot of this stuff kind of reminds me of being at work. 
and it's you know not something that is like yeah it's like i don't want to think about work when i'm at home that makes total um, sense. yeah you know when it comes to uh like when we eventually talk about abdl you know again as a person who has to change those on a right. human being who's like 85 i don't see the appeal but you know it's a thing and i'm not judging it hmm. i think that makes perfect sense and maybe that's where we're going to leave off this week's episode a thank you so much for joining us where can people find you so my general civilian slash kind of aner at this point instagram is sneaky sea bear um you can follow me on there you can dm me on there if you want um everything else more explicit um belching inclusive but also all, just all sexual stuff uh twitter uh, Meg growler no spaces no e at the end uh porn hub this vid like i said Meg growler is still on all of those meggrowler.com slash vids if you want to see the videos or buy the videos um and yeah that is that is where i am love that well that's it uh that's a wrap for now here on thick radio please remember to like and subscribe rate us five stars and leave a good review if you like this episode the podcast or just us in general share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in as always you can find me on grommer instagram and tiktok at stanham and twitter and youtube at stanham g you can find me on grommer as orpheus you can find me on instagram twitter youtube and tiktok at thicky mouse and of course you can find more of what we've talked about today on instagram twitter tiktok and patreon at thick radio so until next time Bye, fats. Bye, fats. Let's talk about it. Dick Radio is a Patreon and Anchor app podcast produced by Stan and Dickie Mouse. Next and Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lucky Our theme song is provided by Spotify Cream.